if you're here and don't know Christ as your Savior, this power, young people, old, you've not been in your career all this time. This is the time to commit totally to Him. It's a time to commit totally to Him. Bow your heads, all eyes closed. If you want to make commitment you say god i have not really made this commitment today i want to give myself totally to you i've been halfway but i don't want halfway anymore up to you if you're here this morning and you want to do that can i see your hand i want to pray for you put your hand up thank you so much thank you so much thank you thank you god wants to do that for you where you are quietly speak to your god tell him i need you I don't understand all about life. I don't even know where I'm going. Someday I know I'm going to pass from this earth. But I, I want to be with you. Say, God, I want you to come into my life. I want you to take over. That's what this is all about. Father, I pray for those that lifted up their hands. That you give them assurance that because they raised their hands this morning, you have accepted them into your family. They belong to you. Now let them have a lifetime of discovery as they search the scriptures and as they worship you, knowing fully well that they've been complete in Christ. They are now complete in Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. That wasn't the message. That was introduction. <laughs> Father, we thank you for your word. Speak to us this morning and bless us with your word in Jesus' name. Amen. I started uh, three weeks ago on the grace of giving. Paul was telling the Corinthians, you have excelled in a lot of graces from God. You, you have excelled in speech. You have excelled in knowledge. You have excelled in, in your diligence to live for God and to love the children of God. He says, but I also want you to excel in this grace also. And he was talking about the grace of giving. The grace of giving. Many Christians don't realize there is a grace in giving. This grace can bring abundance and peace and the presence of God into your life. And what the enemy has done to us as believers is to keep holding back. He doesn't want you to let go because he knows if you let go and you give, your life will be transformed by God because there is a law in this world that transforms a life that gives. God makes it that way. That's why God, in that principle, he gave his son and he gave his best. Amen. The greatest. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. His only begotten son. God needed more sons and daughters. Amen. Thank God he gave so he can have me and you. Amen. Every one of us. That's the thing. When you give, you're left with what you gave alone more is added it's a spiritual principle we live as humans on the earth and we only recognize the natural world but there is a spiritual world that is more real than our natural world and the spiritual world actually rules and dominates the natural world and if you can understand these mysteries of the spirit world then God, you can draw from this powerful world and begin to change things in the natural just as God did amen just as God did and last week I stopped with the question of tithing. 
Now, I made it very clear, tithing, which is a tenth of your income, tithing is a tenth of what comes to you. In the Old Testament, God puts it this way, is your increase. A tenth of your increase belongs to God. And he's not asking for your opinion about that. That is his. That's what God says. That's mine. The tenth belongs to him. So don't give your tithe. You don't give something that doesn't belong to you. Amen? And so God doesn't use the word give your tithe. He says bring the tenth. So that's what God wants. For you to bring the tenth. Now the tithe, like I said last Sunday, is the foundation of all giving. The tithe is the foundation. And the Bible says if the foundation be broken, what can the righteous do? So you need to lay that foundation of your giving. That's the beginning point. Tithe doesn't belong to you. No one can escape giving the tithe if you are a believer. If you've already accepted Christ as your, as your Lord and Savior, He expects you to pay tithe to Him. That's the way of saying, yes, Lord, I am yours. He doesn't need the money, but that's a demonstration that you belong to Him and that He has the right to bless you. It's not for Him, but for you. So if you keep that money... You have stolen from God. That's the way he sees it. In Malachi chapter 3, verse 8 and 9, he tells us this. Will a man rob God? Uh, you know, in the natural, I say, how am I going to get to heaven and get some of the goods out there? Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me, but you say, in what way have we robbed you? God says in tithes and offerings. That's the way you've robbed him. You are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. When everybody is doing that, or as an individual is doing it, God says you have robbed from him. The word that robbed means God considered that tenth his. And if you take it, he, you, that means you have successfully stolen from God. If you don't pay it, you have successfully stolen from him. But he saw you while you were doing it. And he doesn't forget. So he puts a curse on you. That's his payment for what you've done to him. He puts a curse on you. And in Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, for that verse 10 there, he says, bring all the tithe. Not some of the tithe, but all of it. Some people measure in just a part of it. But God is saying, bring all of the tithe to the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. The so that the, the ministry of God's work, God's work on earth, can continue to go. That means when you are holding back and you are not giving it to God or not paying it in church, then what you are doing is actually limiting the growth of God's kingdom. So he eyes you. He knows you are part of what the problem here. He is depending on you bringing that so that the storehouse will be full. Not food so we can have food in the art fellowship and we can all eat. But he's saying that's the storehouse. Bring it so that the work of the ministry will open. And God said, try me in this. 
I want you to try me. Some of us are so afraid we can't let go of the tent. We are holding ourselves. You are walking and you are walking. Works. You do all of this stuff, but nothing is really moving. And things keep going. You can't really gather. You gather, but it goes away from you after a while. So God is telling you, try me in this if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out upon your life a blessing. So that says heaven has windows. Has windows. It's your tithing that opens the windows. God is a good God. He enjoys being good and his goodness gives. That's the way God is. He always wants to give. He, if the window gets open, he pours it in. Now, when you don't give your tithes, windows and God wants to point but the windows are shut you're hurting yourself not God he says if you do that he will rebuke the devourer for your sake so there is a devourer God created this thing called the devourer maybe a being his job he was created to devour and if you're not paying your tithe he continues to devour if you pay part of your tithe, the curse remains because you didn't bring all. And it's a principle. So we ought to do that, bringing our tithes to God constantly. That's the beginning. You don't ask God or ask anyone if it's, if it's okay to pay tithe. No, that's for God. None of you will ever say, well, is it okay to pay taxes? Is it okay to pay? Can I pay half of my taxes this year? Talk to the IRS about that and see how they'll reply. <laughs> if you don't pay, they'll really come after you. But when you get it, they don't ask you worked for it, right? But they don't care. That's, that percentage is ours. You got to bring it. God also has his own part. Jesus said, give what is Caesar's to and what is God to? Some of us who are very faithful are giving to Caesar, but we've forgotten God. You can't do that and succeed. You can't do that and succeed. So we must give to God. So that is the foundation. So no matter how much you give, when your tithe is not in place, if you're not giving all of your tithe, your tithe is not in place. The curse remains. I told you last Sunday, God is always maintained tight, even from the day he created Adam. He put that two, fruit, two trees in the garden. One, the tree of, a good, of the knowledge of good and evil, and the other one, the tree of life. And he told Adam, the day you eat of that tree, that's my tithe. The day you eat of it, you will surely die. Adam ate of it, didn't die that day, but that was the beginning of his death. In the same way, when you begin to hold the tithe back to yourself, your prosperity will begin to die. So we give it all to the Lord. Now, I'm going to go to giving. Your increase is in your giving. Your increase is in your giving. In the world, the way they measure prosperity and the way you're doing well in the world, this is how they measure it. If you have a lot, then you are doing well and you are wealthy. 
but in the kingdom of God, it's sin. Your giving, your prosperity, and your wealth is not measured in how much you can keep or how much has come into your hand, but it's measured in how much you are able to give. That's how God measures prosperity. Life does not consist in the abundance of things that you have. That's what Jesus said. Real life does not consist in the abundance of things that you have. You can have a lot of money and a lot of houses and all of that, but if you're sick in the stomach and cannot eat, your money won't do you any good. Money, but you're sick. Hospital, your hospital bed constantly, that's not going to do you any good. So life consists in the abundance of things that you have. But God has planted this, or has set this law in place that your increase only come for the most part through your giving. The scripture Pastor Andy read in Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall men give unto your bosom. That's the way to prosper in the kingdom of God. Your prosperity is based on your giving. If you hold back in giving, you are going to be having a lot of difficulty. You gather, but you go away, one way or the other, he's going to get away from you. Look at what this scripture says in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24 and 25. There is one who scatters. You, get, you have an individual, he just wants to give everything. You ask for charity, he gives. The church needs to build something, he gives. They just want to give. Give, give, give. That's what it says. There is one who scatters, yet increases more. You cannot scatter and give out to help of God and decrease. It's never going to happen. There is no way you can be given out and then you have less. It can never happen. If it happens, then the word of God is no good. Look at what it says. There is one who scatters yet increases more. And there is one who withholds more than is right. There is a time when you shouldn't withhold. If you withhold more than is right. Somebody is hurting. They are suffering. You know it. You understand the circumstances. You have the power to do it. And you refuse to do it. When you do that, God sees it in heaven. And from that day, he says he tends to poverty. Have you seen people who had a whole lot in a while after a while they have nothing? Have you seen football players that made a lot of money? And now I know of a boxer who made a lot of money. The next thing we heard, he was, you know, <laughs> cleaning floors in a restaurant or something. And you wonder, well, what, what about what happened with all of the millions? You heard about Mike Tyson? It's not how much you take in. It's how much you are willing to give up people. Look at what it says. The generous soul will be made rich. Who is going to make the generous soul rich? Him. Did they, did they qualify or characterize the generous soul, whether they are Christian, Muslim, or whatever? No. He just said if you are generous... This is a spiritual principle. If you are generous and you are willing to give out and help, whatever, just scatters, God will make you rich. Let me to say it again. Rich. 
When you are giving out, not expecting, just to help people. Oh, God knows he has found a conduit through whom to put this thing out. He said, well, but he's, not an, he's an unbeliever. God says, that's business. You, you don't do anything. When I give you, you hold it and put it in the bank. But I found this fellow. God was dealing with Cornelius. You remember him? Cornelius, a Gentile, before Jesus died, he was giving, he was generous, and, and he gave to the Jews. He loved God, he helped our, their people, and the people say, he helps our people. He man. Guess what God did? Many Jews had not seen an, an angel ever. God sent an angel to Cornelius. And said, you're giving, and it has come to God. You're giving, and your general, your arms, they've come to God as a great memorial. God has remembered you. I would like to see an angel. Have you seen one? I haven't. Don't cheer and shake when he comes into your room, amen? He says, don't fear. God sent me to you. Why? Because he was a, a giver. He gave. Sometimes we are hurting ourselves when we hold back, and we are not willing to let go. But when you give, God will bless you. So we give to the Lord. You will be made rich. The general soul shall be made rich. God will make him rich. Amen? That's a given. God's word cannot return to him void. The scriptures cannot be broken. Amen? Amen. This is the way to get rich. Let me read this scripture. This is a very interesting scripture. Maybe it will open your eyes this morning. Very, very interesting scripture. Will a man steal if he has a lot? Will you go stealing? Uh, some people do that, but they're crazy. <laughs> they're nuts. You know, some of these people have a lot of money, but they say there's some thrill that they can, they can say that being able to get just little stuff from store and getting away with it is okay with them. That's, but they're crazy. Amen. But that's not a normal thing. But look at what it says in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 28. Let him who stole steal no longer. That's the believer. The believer who steals, Paul is saying, the Holy Spirit is saying, let him steal no longer. But rather, let him labor. If a man will not work, let him not eat. That's what we say. Let him labor. So what do you think is God is saying? Well, work so you can have something, right? For yourself. But look at what the scripture says. Let him labor, working with his hands. It's good. Do something good to earn some money. To take care of your family. But that's not what God says. That he may have something to give him who has need. He didn't say that he may have a living through his job. He says work so that you can have to give. Because the only way you can truly increase before God is how? Giving. He's through giving. Your increase comes only through giving. If you're arguing with yourself, I'm not going to give. The pastor started again. He's always taking offering. <laughs> Just keep your money. And stay poor. Amen. <laughs> The man thinks in his heart, yeah, I cannot afford. Pastor, I started asking for money again. When will, we st when will he stop asking for money? Pastor, he's just giving you an opportunity to be rich, amen? You should be glad and say, hey, he started again. Wow, wow, I'm ready to go. But we don't do that. 
And we immediately think, oh my gosh, here he goes again. If he keeps this on, I'm not coming back to church. Well, stay home. <laughs> stay home. When it hurts, you come back. <laughs> when it hurts, you come back. Say, Pastor, what did you say the last time? I'm ready now. <laughs> Let him who stole still move. This is a principle. I pray that everyone will get down this principle today. Especially if you don't have. A man who is stealing, that means he doesn't have, right? God is telling him, go and find something to do. But you think God will say, keep what you have so you can take care of yourself and your family. God said, no, I want you to give it. Because give and it shall be given to you. It's just because we can't believe God. We look into the natural things and we're calculating in the natural. Well, if I give this, if I get home, how will I get something to feed my kids? Well, why try God, see? And see what he'll do. But when you give, God doesn't give you just ten. When you sow something on the, uh, into the earth, are you expecting to get the same amount back? No. But God has given us, there is a season of sowing and there is a season of reaping. So give it and wait for your harvest. Because there is a law that governs the universe. You can't fight the law of gravity. It always works. We are familiar with that. If you are the president's son and say, I'm the president, I'm president's son, I'm a, my father is the president of the United States, I'm going to do, jump from uh, uh, this 17-story uh, building, I'm going to jump because I'm pray. Well, if you try it, you'll die. <laughs> the law of gravity will get you, president's son or not. It's the same principle. When you give, God blesses you. Amen? You can never lose. You can't give anything in the name of God and lose it. It's impossible. We just too much. And we don't want to give. Look, find people who are very generous and see what's happening to them. Find people, Christian or not, find them. Think about them. And watch what happens to them. We are undoing our own selves. That's why I said nobody can hurt you like you can hurt yourself. Nobody in this world can hurt you like you can. You're hurting yourself. The day you're free, you'll turn loose. And you'll be blessed. There are other offerings. I need to go through them quickly. Five of them, apart from your time. The free Psalm 96, verse 8. He says, give to the Lord the glory due. Bring an offering. And come into his court. Many people don't, they, they, they wait until they get to church and it's offering time and then they start looking around uh, and then they find a few coins and they're going to, you are not prepared. Prepare yourself from home before you get to church. So if the pastor is pounding and screaming, the ministry is going to go down. If you don't give, don't, don't listen to him. Just give what God has told you to give. Amen. Let him pound and cry. If he's not doing God's work, the ministry is still going to go down, whether you give or not. So don't listen to him. Prepare yourself from home. So bring an offering. By the way, uh, my pastor is going to be here next Sunday. He's my pastor, pastor in Georgia for seven years. Great man of God. Superintendent is going to be here. So I'm advertising, bring an offering. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> The second thing is kingdom demand offering. 
kingdom demand offering. Sometimes there is a demand in the kingdom of God. We need to do something. And sometimes people hold back. It should excite you. I know of a church in this present world, I've heard about this, that they said the members are constantly waiting for pastor to come up with a project. So what is wrong with pastor now? He hasn't come up with a project so we can give. What is wrong with him? Come up with something. Because they have learned that when he comes up with a project, and pastor, he says, I'm traveling. When I get back, I want the money there. Hundreds of thousands. And the members will run around and bring it. Some of them will sell things to bring to the house of God. Why? They have learned. My people perish for lack of knowledge. When kingdom of God demands it, then you know if I do this, God is going to bless me. So we need to do that. Luke chapter 18. says, So Jesus was speaking, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or parents or brothers or wife or children sake of the kingdom of God who shall not receive many times more when in this present time and in the age to come eternal life. So in this present time, God takes care of you. He will increase it. Another scripture says, God hundredfold back if you have one house when you give that one house when god is through with you you will not just have two you may have three or four or more that first one is the issue and kingdom of god demands it and you know if i don't give this work is going to be held back but i can afford i can go slow down cut down a little bit so that the kingdom of god can go forth and let me see if you do that out of a good heart God will do something. Solomon and God appeared to him, gave him wisdom, transferred to the Lord. Another thing is giving to the poor. That's the third one. He who gives to the poor will not lack. Amen. <laughs> Just simple. If you give to the poor, you can never lack. He who gives to the poor will not lack. But he who hides his eyes will have many curses. People curse you for that. You're hiding your eyes. Uh, Proverbs 19 verse 17. He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord. In other words, you're giving money as loan to God. He's going to pay you. Amen. So we give to the poor. Jesus himself gave to the poor. You remember Judas? When Jesus gave him the bread and they were eating the Lord's Supper, the last one that they had together, and John the Baptist, uh, John the, the divine said, uh, who, Lord, are you talking about will betray you? He says, the one that I'll give the soap after I've dipped it. You remember that? And he dipped it and he gave it to Judas. And he said, what you're doing, you can do now. And Judas immediately got up and left. But the others didn't know what was going on. They thought Jesus had told him to go and give money to the poor. Why? Because it was his custom. Jesus gave money to the poor. You believe that? He gave offering. That's the son of God. That was his custom. To give money to the poor. We need to do that ourselves. Amen? We need to do that. So when you give to the poor, you are lending to God. And God is going to pay you back. No doubt about it. The poor can't pay you back. But God will pay you back. I'm giving you these principles because I want our church to be blessed. Amen? And God will bless our church.
I'm giving you the first one is free will offering. When you come to church, even if it's a dollar, you don't have most... Come, bring offering to the Lord. To give to Him. Be deliberate. God will see it. Every time you go before His house, things will change. Secondly, kingdom demand. Third, giving to the poor. The third, fourth one, your parents. I don't know if I heard this preached here anywhere, but give to your parents. That is very important. Give money to your parents. You want to grow and increase? Give to your parents. If, even if they have a lot, still give to them. Because God demands it. Let me show you this scripture here. Matthew chapter 15. Jesus told the, the Jews, he said, why do you throw aside the word of God, or why, did you, why do you break the commandments of God through your tradition? And this is what he says. He says, for God commanded, verse 4, who cursed his father or mother, let him die the death. Let him be put to death. Jesus said, God said that. And you say, whosoever says to his prophet, you might have received. It's a gift to God. So God is expecting you to give to your parents. And that's one way to honor your father and your mother. Whether they have or not, give them something. And he says, you have broken the law of God. I need to finish that. Thus, you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. God, Jesus is saying, give to your parents. You are making the word of God of no effect because of your tradition. Why? Because what I should give to my parents, they have made it. When, if they can say to their parents, I wanted to give this to you, but they tell it to the Lord. And so they don't have to give it to them. Jesus said, you are breaking God's law. <laughs> Amen. I've read of stories of people who turned their hearts towards their parents and things changed. When you take care of those that gave birth to you and took care of you, things will change in your life. Make sure you give something to them. It's so important. Jesus wants you to do that. You need to repent today if you haven't been doing that. Take care of your parents, even if it's little. They may tell you, we don't need that, we have enough. Tell them, Jesus told me to do this, and I'm done. If they're not saved, they will consider going to church. They consider going to church. And the, fourth, the fifth thing is a man or woman of God. We'll close with this. That means bring all your money to me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's a joke. But you need to be aware of this. You need to be aware of this. Paul said, I never held back anything that was profitable to you. You don't have to give me. But there are other men of God. Okay? Make sure you practice all of these things. They are so important. Remember the woman that took Elijah? And the woman that took care of Elisha? And God took care of them? Jesus said, anyone who gives you just a, a, a cup of cold, cold water because you belong to me and you're doing the work of God, he says, you will not lose your reward. Some people have found this 
and they're practicing it. But for me personally, this is a hard thing to say to the church, but I'm not doing it because of you. I'm doing it because he commanded me to teach his word. And I have to tell you the truth. And don't give me get that in mind. Send something to a man of God somewhere and open yourself for God's blessings in your life. Amen? That's the word of God for every generation. And that's what God wants to do for us. I believe what God has spoken to me. God will make in this church gold will be as dust. But we have to speak the word. We speak the word. You are cleansed. Faith arises in your life. And God will begin to do a miracle. Especially when you don't argue with the word. Amen. Stand up with me this morning. Some of us, probably the different areas I've mentioned today, you may be having a hard time financially because of one of these. All God says for us to change our minds. You can change your mind today and God will take care of you. He will begin to take care of you and meet your needs. Your increase will only come through your giving. And if you are not a giver, you will survive. But that's all you're doing in this earth. Survive. But abundance is coming your way today in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. There's abundance coming your way because you will obey the Lord. And if you have to give to this ministry, you can give it out. I want God's blessings on my life. Amen? It's important. Monthly, I make sure I give. And I give to a man of God. Amen? Raise your hands up to the Lord this morning. And if you haven't taken this to heart, that God, I know that my prosperity comes through my giving. Yes, like I've told you, you have rich doctors, you have poor doctors can pay the bills. You have rich engineers, you have poor engineers. You have all kinds of rich scientists and poor scientists. It's God who determines who is going to have. Everything we, re- everything we have, we receive from him. Father, today I bless your people with your goodness and your mercy. Father, I pray that if anyone has done something in this area that is offensive to you, I ask that you forgive this morning as they start a new day. And a new walk with our God. Bless your people. I believe what I believe you've spoken to me. That gold will be as dust at the ark fellowship. Lord, I believe that. And I accept it. And you will bless your people. And put this through the hands of your people. To reach out to the world. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. You're blessed. You're dismissed.